in this week's episode of ND Vision. So we watched the knuckle new puck. TV. Yeah, it's the knuckle puck. That's that's knuckle puck. And and how and, many times when you were a kid? Because we had the Mighty Ducks and, and Hook. Right. So we used to be like, I have the pan sword now. Yep. Either that or it was knuckle puck. Yeah. Because like Pete said, the G's when you're going down, it's the the lens goes. And then I remember the alarms on the uh, the aircraft going off on oh, planes. Yeah. We're getting close, and I'm like, can we get even closer? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like. Hello and welcome to this episode of ND Vision. I am joined by longtime friend and colleague, Peter Mangles. Hi, Pete. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I like to start off every podcast. First of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I like to start off every podcast with kind of just everybody telling me about themselves. So we did have your sister on, right. Heidi, yep. uh, who was, I think, like episode six or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch that, please go back. Uh, Pete was mentioned a few times. But uh, Pete, tell me about yourself. Well, uh, I work at the radio station here in Wellsville, WJQZ, WLSV Radio. Uh, I've been working there since about 2005 when I graduated high school. Uh, eventually, I got into photography, and uh, I've been doing photography work since uh, early early 2012, 2013. It's been, yeah, almost 10 years now. And then... Uh, I uh, also work over at the, at, uh, I'm sorry, the library at the Nancy Hall Auditorium. I've worked there for quite a while. Uh, since that reopened in 2008, I uh, worked there as a technician running uh, lights and sound for different concerts, showing movies. And uh, I also coach baseball. I've coached modified JV and also assistant coach at the varsity level as well. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's quite a lot of stuff. Um, and you were, we found out from Heidi that, that you and Heidi were both homeschooled. Right, right. And you had your graduation out in Michigan. Yes. Um, what, what, uh, what got you into photography? Obviously, there's, I want to talk about hockey with you too. Right, But what, right. Uh, let's do photography first. Photography, I, you know, a couple of years ago when I started building my website, trying to think of why I got into photography and how it came about, I, I sort of remembered... Uh, when I got my first DSLR back in like 2011, 2012, it was when Owen was born and uh, thinking about how I wanted to be able to take pictures as he grew and got older and, you know, kind of capture those family moments. And uh, then I remembered it went back even farther than that. My interest in photography and taking photos went all the way back. I think it was 1991, actually, when Heidi was born, the year that she was born. Oh, wow. I got a camera for Christmas that year. And the reason I remember that is because it was a camera that had a picture of Hulk Hogan in the corner. Every time you took a picture, every time you took a frame, Hulk Hogan would be in the corner of that frame hulking out. You know, it was, it was, and funny. this is film. This was on film. Yeah. This yeah. was on film years ago. And, and it wasn't, you know, your regular 35 millimeter. I don't even know what it's, what kind of film it's considered now. I remember it had the two spools, one on each side. Yep. And it was like a little, you put it in like a long rectangle type box, yeah, which was your camera. Yep, it. you had to crank it, and uh, and so I remember taking pictures of Heidi because she was born on Christmas Eve on December twenty fourth when she came home on Christmas Day. I remember taking pictures of her as a newborn baby, and in the corner there's Hulk Hogan. I still have pictures <laughs> somewhere, and Do it's you fun. still have them. I still have them somewhere. Oh, so I, I should have had them out. So that was your first. That was your first foray. That was into my photography. first experience into photography, and I love taking the pictures. And then you know, I think as I you know kept getting older, you know, having that Hulk Hogan in the corner kept <laughs> bothering me. So I, I think eventually, my dad and I opened up the camera somehow and took that apart and took took the little thing in there that put was, Hulk Hogan it's on like the a stamp. Right? It's like a stamp, yeah. and, and uh, we took that off, and so I was able to use it as a regular camera. Um, but uh, again, it was just you know point and shoot 
back in the day with mm-hmm. uh, that film. And then my dad passed on, uh, it was an, another camera. I think it was a Minolta disc camera, which you would use uh, like oh. the, the round disc. You'd put yeah. them in there and have the, the film on that. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think you had like eight or, I can't remember how many shots on there, but that was fun. And I did that for a while. And then uh, once we weren't able to get the, the discs for that camera anymore, I stopped taking pictures until I kind of got back into it, you know, when I got my DSLR. So what was in between uh, your early onset of photography where you took a break? Um, I think pretty much just growing up being and just being a kid. And, you know, <laughs> um, we were involved with, uh, when we moved here to Wellesland in 1998, we were involved with uh, the uh, the children's theater program. Heidi yep. was involved with that. I used to help out, you know, doing stage stuff because I wasn't involved in the acting. <laughs> I didn't want to have any part of that. So I helped out more so behind the scenes, part of the stage crew, um, and, uh, and, and more of the tech aspect. And so we got involved with that. I also helped out with, uh, when it was the Wellesville Parks and Recreation Department, their, their tennis program. I used mm-hmm. to, uh, volunteer and be uh, one of the assistant coaches for their, their program when they used to do the tennis here. And we used to go swimming quite a bit too, as a family over at the, the yeah. pool. Um, the elementary school pool? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Th- well, even actually before the elementary school pool, we uh, went to the middle school pool here in Wellsville before they tore that down. There was a school, a middle school pool? Where the tennis courts are now in Wellsville, next to the high school, there used to be the middle school there, and they used to have a swimming pool there, and that's the pool that we usually went to. That was We really didn't even eventually go to the elementary school pool a whole lot. Was it outdoors? No, it was inside. Was it? was it? inside, and right next to it there was I a don't gym also. this? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. It was before they uh, built the one at the elementary school. And I've, I mean, I've lived here as long as you've lived here, and I can't right. remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you're both homeschooled, and you both have your own businesses. Right. Um, and you both started working at the radio station. Tell me about the radio station because you're you're a little bit older than Heidi. What, what? Uh, when did your dad buy that, and, and how was? Were you obviously you were alive then? Right, right. So in 1998. Um, my dad and my uncle bought the radio station here in Wellesville. I remember they were looking at a couple of different locations, and we eventually they eventually settled on purchasing WJQZ and WLSE here in Wellesville. And uh, and so I remember moving here in 1998, and it was a bit of a different you know area from. It was similar to Ellenville where I came from. And that's uh, in the Catskills. And that's that's in uh, Ulster County, in okay. the Hudson Valley. Yep. And so. It's this population wise, it's about the same, mm-hmm. um, but different, you know, kind of a different uh, style. You know, you're moving from downstate New York to, you know, western New York and the southern tier. And, uh, you know, I remember being able to go to like Kingston or Middletown on the weekends, you know, 40 yeah. minute drive, which is essentially the same distance from Olean uh, to here. And, uh, you know, you could go to those different places or a lot of different Middletown is a pretty bumping area. Yes. It's, it's, you know, a yep. big, big area. Kingston also is mm-hmm. a big area as well. Um, and so now Olean is, you know, pretty much the biggest area near us. And so mm-hmm. it's a more rural area, the location that we're at now. We're actually, it's funny living in Andover, we're closer to Rochester, Elmira than we are to Olean. So we can actually make it to Rochester, like Henrietta, like the shopping right. area. We can actually make it there faster than we can make it to Olean. I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's cool. from Andover. That's crazy. But yeah. Wellsville, Olean's right. closer. So just that 10 miles there <laughs> makes a big, a big difference. Yeah, that's a big difference. Um, now, you are an avid hockey player. Yes. When did your love for hockey start? Because we're going we're gonna to go back into photography. I think, I think, you know, I've always enjoyed hockey. I remember, you know, even before we moved to Wellsville, 
Um, <laughs> again, one Christmas I got a Fisher Price net and it was like a yeah. hockey set and, um, it came with a soccer ball. I don't ever really remember using the soccer ball. I always remembered <laughs> the hockey stuff and using it as a hockey net. And were they the plastic colorful yes, the plastic, ones? Red and blue, yeah. red and blue. <laughs> and the, the net was uh, a yellow net. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it's probably about knee high now on me, but it Why was the remember funnest, this? funnest, funnest thing. And I think what really got me into it though, was watching the Mighty Ducks movies. The, yes. That is what got me into hockey. And uh, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have, you know, the passion for it that I do now. And it's funny because, you know, I still have a soft spot for the Anaheim Ducks hockey team. Yep. To this day, even though, you know, my team is the Sabres, of course, but uh, the the Ducks, I mean, <laughs> I always root for them anytime they're in the playoffs. And as long as they're not playing the Sabres, that's my team. So my nephew is actually... Um I think I was telling you that he his team is 11th in the country right now, and he's going to be coming back and playing with the Sabers because um, there's a, a youth tournament. But his his team is actually called the Ducks. That's awesome. Yeah. So and they love the Mighty Ducks <laughs> as well. We just watched. Uh, we just started. Uh, my kids are just getting into to hockey, so we've been going to some Amvets games up in Rochester. Right. Yep. Because um, they have the kids' days, the three two one days. So it's a, a, a three dollar beer, um, a two dollar hot dog, and one dollar popcorn. So that's why wrong that. it's so yeah. cheap. And the tickets yeah. are like 15 bucks. Right. They're in, they're in a certain section, yep. but, um, so they, they started getting into hockey and we watched, of course, all, all three Mighty Ducks movies. Um, second one is the best one. That is the one that got me into hockey. I think that was yep. the very first Mighty Ducks movie that I watched was yeah. the second one. And I, I, the only reason I think that was, was because that's what the library in Ellenville had at the time to, oh, okay. to, to rent. And we we watched it, and uh, I I loved it. Fell in love with it then. And D two, the Mighty Ducks. Yep. yep. First Ooh, one was good. first one was good. First yeah. one first one was good. Um, third one was okay also, but I think it was the second one that really you know, the first one was more of a a heartfelt film like a family film with hockey the second one was just straight hockey and if you watch the first one there's a lot of adult humor in that movie oh yeah and you don't realize it as a kid but when i'm watching it with my kids now and it's like wow <laughs> but it's not i mean it's 90s no, adult yeah humor, oh absolutely so it's not like right, right. <laughs> um but yeah this so the second mighty ducks i loved as well um kanan thompson goat but uh so we watched that's the, the new puck. tv yeah it's the knuckle oh puck God, that's that's puck. and and how and, many times when you were a kid, because we had the Mighty Ducks and, and Hook. Right. So we used to be like, I have the pan sword now. Yep. Either that or it was knuckle puck. Yep. Oh, yeah. Smash it. Yep. <laughs> well, me and me and my buddies, we'd play street hockey out, you know, in the streets up in here, up here in Wellsville. Uh, my buddy, Paris Elliott. And uh, then uh, back from high school at the time, Andrew Morris was a good friend of ours. And okay, yeah. The three of us would go skating around outside in the streets and we'd be playing hockey and I'd have a, a hockey net. And I don't know how many of those plastic nets that we ended mm -hmm. up destroying. <laughs> Um, we ended up getting a metal net and, uh, that was the best thing, but it was so heavy cause you have to carry it around. I remember we went down early street with that net one time and we were carrying like, the net like on our rollerblades down to play on one of the side streets to, you know, just have an area where there weren't as many cars going through so we could, right. we could play. And, but the stuff that you do as a kid just to, you know, go in and play some hockey or have some fun like that. You don't do that now. <laughs> the stuff that I did as a kid, I questioned how I'm still alive. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't parenting. It was just, right. we what used you to did. do. What you used to do. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah we watched the new series and the new series is actually quite good it is they only did it two is. seasons bar, right. but it was quite good yes. did you like it yes i did i loved it actually <laughs> i liked it i like that they had emilio estevez back again as yeah. coach bombay i like you know yep. i like i like that and the nostalgia behind it and the idea behind so it, it was yeah that's yep. the I've, I've said this multiple times in this podcast but the biggest seller of anything right now is nostalgia oh absolutely um, yeah you look at everything that 
from when we were kids. We have money now. It's coming back. So we're buying the stuff right. that we wanted Well, you look when at we were like, a kid. some of the toys from the 80s or 90s and they're making them come back now. Do you yeah. remember Teddy Ruxpin like from the yeah. 80s? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's back out in the stores. And it's like... <laughs> it's because... It is. It's because that we have money now. Right. Like yep. we're in that age group where we're kind of, for the most part, settled um, and we have stable jobs and we're buying everything that and we now we want we our buy. kids to experience what we experience. Exactly. And yeah, so... Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Pogs is a big thing. I want Pogs. <laughs> See, I never out. really got into that, but Liam has I, told me about that. I bought um, I bought Gray, my son. I bought him a crisscross crash because mm-hmm. I used to just sit downstairs uh, in my in my sister's dad's basement and just play that. Was that oh, wait, switch no. out cars? Oh, okay. It was like the it looked like a four leaf clover, and they would just okay. go. I do remember that now. Yep, and then I they do remember crash that. every once in a while. Yep. Yep. It's like, yeah. yep, I remember that now. Yep. Cool tools. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> if you know any, if you have a favorite toy, please please comment what your favorite toy was back in the eighties or nineties. Ghostbusters. Uh, oh yeah, you're very <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Um, so where do you play hockey at now? Up in Olean. Play hockey up in Olean. Occasionally uh, over the summertime when Olean doesn't have their ice in, we'll go play up in Jamestown. A group of us, you know, guys who normally play in Olean, we'll go up to Jamestown and play up in Jamestown at the rink up there. So why Jamestown rather than someplace like Rochester? Because I feel like uh, Rochester. We have played closer. in Rochester before. We've gone to Rochester. Um, I've played at the Harbor Center before up in Buffalo. That's fun. The experience of being on the ice up there where, you know, the Sabres do practice yeah. and play up there. And actually we got done playing uh, one of our pickup games up at the Harbor Center one time and, and some of the Sabres players were there and they came out, you know, they were getting ready to go on the ice as, really? we, were, as we were finishing up our session. So it's kind of neat. And How many teeth were missing in that team? I didn't get close enough to see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're playing up in Olean right now and you're still playing games. You have a team. Right. And it's, is it just community? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's so up in Olean, they have the Olean Men's Hockey League and okay. it's not just men. Women play also. They have an A, a B, and a C league. Your A league is the top league and they play on uh, Tuesday nights. Our league is the B team, which is oh, in the B league. And then there's a C team, which plays Wednesday nights and they're a beginner league. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. And if, if you've never played hockey before, you want to get out on the ice, you know, they have skate and shoots. That's actually how my buddy and I started. We, we went to skate is. and shoots first. So I think it was my 27th birthday. Uh, we had taken our kids up to Olean to go ice skating. We always talked about, you know, playing ice hockey. We played roller hockey, you know, in high school, middle school all the time. And, uh, we always talked about wanting to play ice hockey. So we took our kids to this is Saturday and, uh, we took the kids ice skating and, Afterwards, we saw it on the way out the door. They had a skate and shoot that night. And we asked, well, what do you need for a skate and shoot? And they said, well, you need skates, you need a stick, <laughs> gloves, and a helmet. That's really all you need. And shin pads. Yeah. So my buddy no and cups. I, we went over to sports soccer. Well, I mean, it's, it's implied. <laughs> um, uh, but no, we went over to sports soccer, and I think we grabbed uh, whatever we could find that they had over at sports soccer, like helmets, you know, whatever whatever the minimum requirements were. So we show up. And uh, we're getting dressed. All these guys are putting all their full gear, hockey gear, and Paris and I are looking at each other. We're like, we're not prepared for we're this. We're poor, aren't we? No? <laughs> like we hopped out on the ice, and we had to. We had to look like you know the the original Mighty Ducks. Yeah, stuff that <laughs> we were wearing out there with hoodies, and you know. <laughs> Um, but it brought back memories because when we were kids playing roller hockey out in the street, mm-hmm. I'd play goalie. I'd stuff like a pillow up underneath my hoodie. Wear yeah. like two two hoodies and. Uh, 
I remember getting one of those Jason Halloween masks to wear, just a thin sheet of plastic to cover my face. So when I got hit in the face, you know, um, but the things, you know, it brought back memories and it was fun. I mean, yeah. the very next day we went on like online and ordered the rest of the gear that we needed, but, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was fun. And I play goalie now and that's what I primarily enjoy playing the most. But once in a while I'll skate out. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Okay. So you're not the speed demon then. Paris is the speed. Paris demon. is a better skater than I am. Is it? But I have, I he has a good shot, but I feel like if, uh, if if we were in a competition, I could probably beat him at shooting. If would I didn't you, have to skate, would you use a knuckle puck? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you're into hockey um, pretty heavily, uh, and then when when do you think? Um, what made you get back into photography? You said you started back into it kind of 2012. Yeah, I think part of it was uh, when I was working over at the library auditorium uh, with Eileen Texa. She was the director of the auditorium at the time over there. Her husband, uh, Joe, uh, he would come and he would take photographs at the auditorium and uh, with the performers that were there, whether it would be from a concert or from uh, some of the kids' programs they would have. And uh, he would show me, you know, the pictures that he got. And actually, his pictures are still to this day hanging up in the halls back there. Oh, wow. And, uh, and they were really, really good. And so I think that kind of reignited the passion. You know, it kind of made me remember about taking pictures and wanting mm-hmm. to get into photography and learn more about it. Because I think, you know, it was there. I just kind of forgot about it, put it aside, and, you know, never really... Um, pursued it any further after I was a kid because you know you're growing up and you have other things that you're doing and so it just kind of took a back seat until I, I remembered you know the passion that I did have and the interest that I had in it yeah so did you did you start back out with your Hawk Hogan film camera I I tried to find it just for, the, for <laughs> nostalgia well, do you not have it anymore? I don't know where it is <gasps> I think I have it at my parents house somewhere it's got to be somewhere I, I don't I it might be you know buried in a tote somewhere but I've got to see if I can find it I still have the original and I think it's in my basement, but I still have the original digital camera that I started with my buddies making the the, the jackass videos. Oh, on. yeah. Yep. Um, because the school was getting rid of it. And I was like, sir, can I have this? And, <laughs> I, got, and I mean, it was like it, it had like a 512 megabyte <laughs> card. And the video quite literally was about this big. It was 4.3 and it was super tiny. I'm making like the size of, of the old old like pictures that you'd find in a class picture in the yearbook. <laughs> That's how big the video was. But it worked for us. Right, right, yeah. Um, and then I got a video camera, which I still have. I don't throw anything away. No, I, <laughs> I've i got to have it somewhere. I know I do. I'm sure I've got it, you know, somewhere at my parents' house. And I tried finding I still have that disc camera, the the camera with the, the that you put the discs in for the yeah. disc film. I still have that. Um, and, uh, no, I, I've, I've tried to find it. I haven't found it yet. I'm hoping I have it there somewhere. <laughs> It'll be there. <laughs> Either that or your dad's like, oh, yeah. that away years <laughs> you gotta go on eBay and find a, <laughs> find a new one. I've, I've, I've thought about doing that stuff that I used to have when I was a kid, like going on eBay just right. to get it back. Right. Um, yeah. There's one guitar that I completely regret trading in at Music Alley. And I went back like a week later to see if it was there because it was, it was almost instant regret and someone had bought it. Uh, and I'm, I always check, yep. check back to see if I can find it in because I will buy that guitar back. <laughs> It'll happen. Um, so what camera did you start out with then when you got back into it? I started with a Nikon D7000. <sighs> Pete. No. <laughs> so you're one of the, you're actually one of the few uh, Nikon shooters right. in the area. Um, but you do, you did switch to mirrorless now. Yes, but I have a Nikon mirrorless. And actually I had uh, back in, I think it was 2014, I got uh, on board early with mirrorless with mm-hmm. the Fuji X100S. Oh, Fuji. That was back in, you know, 
when mirrorless was kind of a new revolutionary thing, not a whole lot of people knew about it. Um, but I, I felt it was one of those things where that's where the industry was headed. And so mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to get a head start and, you know, looking into the mirrorless, you know, what mirrorless could offer. And I think it's really neat because you go from film where you had to develop your pictures, you wouldn't know what you're getting unless you're shooting a Polaroid camera, mm -hmm. um, to now you have these DSLRs, you can look on the back of the screen and you can see if your picture looks the way you need it to or you want it to. And now you can see it in the viewfinder as you're taking your yep. picture with a mirrorless. And it's, it's a game-changing tool to instantly know, okay, yeah, my exposure is right on. So when you're you know shooting something where you're not going to have a chance to do it again, you know that you're, you're going to get that shot and it's going to be properly exposed. So coming outside from, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously the video world. And they're two very separate very separate worlds. They're, they do, there's things that do kind of co-mingle, but for the most part, video and photography are very different. Right. Um, but the video cameras, you could automatically see exactly what you were filming. And then from the stock, you know, the stock style video cameras, I went right into mirrorless Sony's. Right. So I've always been able to see what I'm shooting. And I remember when we were, we were doing, um, a project which which we'll talk about a little later but i like looked through your camera because you were still using dslr i'm like right. i can't see anything right. yeah. what's happening yep. and you're like you gotta take a picture I'm like, <laughs> why can't i see it <laughs> right. right yeah and, and that's and that's the neat part about you know the mirrorless now yep. is that you have that ability to look through uh and and again you know depending on when you got into it there was a little bit of issues where your focus wasn't mm -hmm. exactly keeping up with the refresh rate of your screen that was in so it wasn't quite the same as if you're looking through like regular dslr viewfinder yep. but now it's gotten so good where mm -hmm. i know a lot of folks are using today's technology with mirrorless they can't even tell the difference of whether they're looking through a viewfinder or mm -hmm. if they were just looking through the dslr regular viewfinder yeah and it's it's because i switched right over to sony sony was one of the pioneers right. of, of mirrorless and actually sony was a camera that i was looking at when i was looking at getting my first camera <sighs> But it wasn't the Sony A-series cameras that they have now. Yeah. It was whatever it was before they... The, uh, I think it was the DX. Yes, the DX, the Sony yeah. DX series. Yeah, And I was looking at those because I was trying to figure out what camera I was going to buy for my first camera. And I was actually looking at those. I was close to getting one of those. Uh, you would have been so much cooler if you got... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, that, those that cameras do, are obsolete now. <laughs> the things that you do with those Nikons are amazing. You're the... You're, you're, you're one in a million. <laughs> it, 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 it is... People have said before, it's not the tools that makes a good craftsman. A good craftsman doesn't blame his tools. And yeah. I think that, um, you know, just based on that idea, I would be able to shoot Canon, Sony. I have no problems. It's just the menus and trying to figure out what buttons yep. are what because everything else is the same. The exposure triangle stays the mm -hmm. same. Um, you, you know, could shoot film and get a similar, depending, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you had different film stocks that you could shoot, but you could get a similar, it's, you know, what you see in your eye. And that's why yep. everyone, you know, has their own style is because it doesn't matter what camera they're shooting, but it's the style that they, you know, see and then they're able to come up with. You know what my favorite camera ever is? What's that? And I've had multiple versions of this camera, but my favorite camera ever is my cell phone. And that's the one that people say is the best camera because it's the one you have with you all the time. It is. It is. It truly is. Um, I, t I teach a lot of um, after school classes with kids and then summer programs. And I tell them the exact same thing basically that you would just said. It's like, it's not the gear, right. although I'm very partial to Sony. Um, 
it's not the gear though. It, it's how you use it, and you know what your framing is the most important right, thing: video or photo. And you can take any camera, whether it's your phone, whether mm-hmm. it's a point and shoot camera, like one of those, you know, Walgreens cameras. You go down to Walgreens, get one of those film cameras, and you just turn into them. You know, when you use it up to have them develop it for you, it's your composition and being able yeah. to learn composition. And really, that's the first thing that um, I think people, you know, should learn is being able to figure out how to compose an image and and. Your rule of right thirds. Yep. Learn it. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're shooting with, you, you got your Nikon, and I'm just busting your balls, Pete. You're a fantastic <laughs> um, photographer with Nikon. I just have a sour spot with your Nikon. But Nikon is fantastic if you're just a still photographer. Um, the reason I have a problem with Nikon is because their video still even right. is lacking. Well, and that's when I was first, you know, looking at getting a camera. And the reason why I, I went with Nikon was because of uh, Eileen's husband, Joe, yep. and, and he shot Nikon camera. He shot a Nikon D90. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was talking to him, you know, I loved the pictures he was getting and I was asking him different questions. And I talked to him about the Sony camera. And um, the one thing I think that made me go with Nikon was just the history behind them. They were around longer. And I think mm-hmm. Canon was, I mean, obviously Canon's been around forever too. Um, and so I think I would have had no problems getting a Canon camera. I just yep. went with Nikon because that's what he shot. Yeah. I loved his pictures and I thought I would get the same <laughs> pictures because I'm shooting Nikon. That's what he's shooting. Yeah. And now that you have mirrorless, I mean, I could pick up the, your mirrorless Nikon and know how to use it because it's, again, right. like you said, it's all the same. Right. Now, if it was DSLR, that's where I'm like, <laughs> But it's the same DSLR. DSLR is the same as your mirrorless because your I settings know, are all the same. It's just because you can't see it in live time. Right. Um, so one of the things that, that uh, I learned about you and how we first kind of started working together is when, um, when I was working with like Alfred University is, is you do a lot of sports and action photography. Yes. So I had Jordan um, Costello on mm-hmm. and, and her niche is kind of, you know, the, the real life, in life portraits. Uh, uh, Amber Niedermeyer does, does newborns incredibly right. well. Zeravaya does um, like outdoors and dark scenics. Um, she has a very dark style, very unique style. Yeah. Yes. But you, your niche is action photography and that does, doesn't mean just sports. Like right. you are, you can, anything that's moving quick. I think that's where you really shine. Right. And I think that's what I look towards, you know, trying to being able to accomplish is mm-hmm. because we do have a lot of really good photographers in those different areas that you talked about and being able to stand out in a in a way where it's different than what everyone else is offering um is important and so i think you know being able to look towards sports because i love sports of course and mm-hmm. so it was just a really easy transition for me to get into and uh and so it, it's something where when i first started taking pictures of sports i'm like i really love this i would rather do this than shoot a wedding yeah because <laughs> at the time <laughs> I was, I was shooting weddings and I was, you know, I was an assistant shooter to, mm-hmm. uh, to shooting weddings. And I saw, even though I wasn't, you know, the primary photographer, I saw all the work that goes into that. Uh, and then shooting, my, you know, of course my own weddings too. Um, but I, I enjoy the sports because I kind of know how to anticipate action. Like I know mm-hmm. the sport, uh, you know, a lot of the sports that I know, you know, what's going on, you know, where the action is going to be or different expressions to look for you know, on the sidelines and the stands, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, it, it was just one of those, it was just like a perfect match for me because I do enjoy sports and love playing sports. And so why not, you know, take pictures of, yeah. of other people playing sports. So how did you get linked up with Alfred you? Uh, funny story actually. So the I'm way, ready. the way that worked, um, I believe it was 2000, 
Super Bowl 2015 helped me get the job over at Alfred University. Okay. Oddly so enough. you've been doing you had been doing photography really in depth for about three years. Yes, yes. And so I was primarily doing um, you know portraits and uh, as a assistant wedding photographer and doing some of my weddings on my own. So anyway, John Anderson reached out to me um, during the Super Bowl, and uh, this was actually you know a week before Super Bowl. Um, and he reached out to me because I was at intramurals for Wilson Varsity Baseball mm-hmm. in February. And he's like, hey, Paul Janis, who's the sports editor at the time for the Wilson Daily Reporter, is going down to cover the Super Bowl. We need someone to be able to go out and get some pictures um, from some of the high school sporting events going yeah. around so we can run them in the newspaper. And so uh, I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. Like, absolutely. That would be great. And so um, I went and shot, uh, I remember, remember shooting the Sile Girls Basketball Varsity game uh Wells Hill boys and girls varsity basketball game and uh I think Wells Hill boys volleyball and uh so those pictures ran in the Wells Hill Daily Reporter that week mm-hmm. and Mark Whitehouse from Alfred University who yep. was the sports information director at the time over at Alfred University uh he saw those pictures and he called me up that summer and just out of the blue like I wasn't expecting anything at all you know just random one day he calls me up in the afternoon it's like, hey, I'm Mark Whitehouse. We're looking for a sports photographer. Our photographer is retiring, and uh, we saw your pictures in the Wells Daily Reporter. We're interested in, you know, seeing if you'd want to come in and show us your portfolio and and get the job. And yeah. I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you wouldn't say. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> when kids, when opportunities like that come across, no matter what you're doing, unless it's something bigger, do it. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing is too, I I, I looked at you know being able to take pictures of sports because I hadn't done it before and uh, I wanted to do that just for the experience and and really it led to another position and now I still I still do work over at Alfred University I do a lot of their green screen photos now that they use for their programs Mm -hmm. and a lot of their uh, online media uh, handouts that they have and that's with uh Chris Boswell. Chris right? Boswell. Yep, yeah. Chris Boswell. I've actually, Chris was the assistant sports direct, sports information director for Mark at the time, and now Chris is is the sports information director over at Alfred University. And uh, uh, yeah, we we worked really well together ever since uh, I started over there. You know, with whatever we've done in the past, we always collaborate really well together. Yeah. And uh, and you and I collaborate really well yes. together too. Yes, we <laughs> there's do. been some <laughs> there's been some wild adventures. You have taken me on some trips. That's for sure. <laughs> I actually have. I don't know if you remember this photo. Hold on here. Uh, do you remember? Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. Yes. So when I first started uh, Genesee Valley Media, I had the awesome opportunity where Otis Eastern called me and they're like, hey, we need you to take a picture of our plane with your drone. Um, and I'm like, like flying in the air because that's super illegal (laughs) and also a plane is much faster than my drone they're like oh um what if you got some drone shots of it on the tarmac and we just took another plane up and shot pictures and i'm like yeah i can do that and uh i'm like is it okay if i bring in another colleague of mine they're like oh sure (laughs) you're the first person i called (laughs) because you do the action stuff right and i had never done anything like that before so you're calling me and telling me what you know this job would be i'm like wow can i do this like (laughs) like, it got me thinking like well what do i need to do here and it's like you know then trying to figure out what lens i'm going to take up and because i've never done it before i'm I'm looking up videos online of uh, people doing uh, military um, photos of military aircraft, I remember, and this uh, photographer who was uh, 
they were out looking out the back of one of these military aircraft where they drop things out the back or people jump out the back yeah. and she's uh like laying on the the part that's like you know right near the edge and she's tethered to the thing so she doesn't fly out all the way and i think i don't think it's gonna be quite like that <laughs> <laughs> but at least i'm getting some ideas here yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no it was it was a great experience <sighs> i'd do it again <laughs> we we got up there uh, and this was at the the wellsville airport so it was in the um I, I don't i can't remember if it was two of the otis planes or they used one of the lc whitford the lc whitford sure. plane yeah i don't know i can't remember because we got up there and they're like okay you guys ready yeah and uh we took like we had 10 minutes to take shots of the inside of the plane, which we did. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, okay, let's go. And we had no safety briefing <laughs> at all. You're sitting in, in the cockpit with the pilot. That's what, that picture right there. Yep. Um, and, and all of a sudden, we're just flying along, and, and you're taking a couple shots side by side to get the, the wing. And I don't know any, any airplane uh, talk. But, uh, but then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we need to get one straight up and down. It's like, well, how are we going to do that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, the plane just goes, pew, and banks. I remember the hardest thing for me, because of the Gs, was yeah. being able to keep my camera with my lens up. And I think I had the 70 to 200 on my camera at the time. I was shooting, I believe, with the Nikon D3S, mm -hmm. and I had the 72, 70 to 200 lens on there. And which I is a big lens. It's, it's a big lens, but I was also thinking of using my 300 2.8, which is an even bigger lens, yeah. and even harder to handhold. So I'm handholding this stuff, and I remember the Gs, and I remember thinking to myself, I hope these pictures are in focus, because I have no idea what the Gs are doing to the focusing on oh, this yeah. lens or the camera. Yep. And so I was so worried that these pictures are not going to turn out and they ended up turning out the focusing was fine. But because I never had that experience before, like I didn't know the effect of the G's and the focusing and all that yep. stuff on your camera, like what it does. And uh, it was okay. Weren't there a couple of times where I literally was standing behind you and helping you hold? You were. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember you were like, right, right. I'm right behind him, like trying to, yeah. because like Pete said, the G's, when you're going yep. down, it's the the lens goes... And then I remember the alarms on the uh, the aircraft going off on oh, plane. Yeah. We're getting close, and I'm like, "Can we get even closer?" <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, mm. the, big, the biggest thing for me is I'm sitting in the back. Right, you're focused yeah. on yeah. what you're doing. The pilot's focused on what you're doing, and you have, and I'm watching the pilot watching you, and the plane just going and like you're just this. helpless he's just, back there. He's yeah. just like this. The pilot's looking at Pete, and see, I don't really care what's going on yeah. as long as I'm getting the shot. That's yeah. the thing. I could I could care less if we were diving and mm -hmm. going down." I was still focused on trying to get the picture. I, I didn't care about anything else that was going on at the time. I'm usually that guy. Yeah. But I was not that guy. No. <laughs> I was I was overseeing everything like we could die. Right. And I don't know if there's a parachute because we had no safety briefing. And I've flown many, many, many times, but never like that. <laughs> I've actually had a more uh, more adrenaline-inducing flying experience since that flight, really? if you can believe it. Yeah, we were flying in... Uh, um, with the Sherpa out in uh, the Hudson Valley um, at the old uh, Rhinebeck Aerodrome. Okay, yeah. So we went up in a 1929. I saw your picture canvas, video of that. So canvas plane. There's duct tape in the hull, which is it's completely safe, um, by the way. I was just very scared. And then um, we're, we're, we're flying over the Hudson in this plane. It's an open-air plane, so you literally have the hat on and the goggles. I would love that. <laughs> oh, I got the coolest 360 photo. I saw it. There. Yep, yep, I saw it. I was so jealous. <laughs> but, the, uh, but when, you know, it's, it's so nerve-wracking, and you're terrified and having an amazing time, so you just have so much adrenaline. Right. And then we got off, and I'm like, wow, we made it. This is great. <laughs> and then we see this this like 
82 year old couple like scampering on there and i'm just and all my <laughs> all my previous fears is like oh my god why did i why was i afraid of this they right. do this 20 yep. times a day <laughs> um but the pictures turned out great and they ended yeah. up on the cover yeah of the magazine that was awesome um very cool experience uh, <laughs> when we got off, we were like, oh yeah. Uh, yep, yep. And I still had to do my drone yes. shots of the tarmac yep. and everything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, it was, that was an experience. That was, that was fun. Um, and we worked on various other projects, uh, throughout the day. But, uh, what do you think that, that I have your website pulled up here? Do you have your, your goat photo on here? It's hard for me. To, I was trying to think of my favorite picture that I've taken. I think one of them, I actually don't even think it's on my, um, website anymore but it was a photo that i took um back back when um and that's a cool picture i, t I took that you know and i i that was just one of those days where i brought my camera to um oh, look at that and that was just perfect perfect timing that's with that magazine and, and of course well and the thing is i'm focused on alfred university right so in order for that picture to turn out the way it did all those other runners had to be in the spot where they're at and the runner for Alfred university had to be in the spot where he was at because Slightly I've taken up front. so many pictures where, um, they're not lined up properly. And you could be a person who's taking pictures of whoever the lead runner is, but if you're taking pictures for school, you're focusing on their athletes. And so you have to take a picture of wherever they're at. And, and so he just was in the right spot at the right time. Who is that? Um, is her name Ashley? I believe so. Yes, I know who that is. Yes, yep, she's from Bolivar, Heidi Crawler's originally. mom or daughter, mom, not mom. Sorry, Heidi. <laughs> originally from Bolivar, I believe. Our kids, uh, our kids' nanny, our babysitter is their neighbor. Oh, okay, yep, I shot her wedding this past spring. Wow, that's a wicked shot. Yeah, um, but this, I mean, just these these first few show to, photos just show how amazing you are at capturing things, like in the moment. So, um. You know, someone like Jordan uh, is also very good at that, right. but it's more, it's more lax where Jordan has control yes. over her subjects. You have zero control. That's right. And, and you're just trying to get That is the most nerve-wracking sometimes. I mean, mm -hmm. when you're shooting a wedding, really, you know, the one thing you want to make sure you don't mess up is their first kiss. You want to make sure you're in the right <laughs> spot for the first kiss because you don't have a do-over for that, right? Zero. And so, you know, that's one instance, you know, when you're shooting a wedding. Obviously, there's a lot of other things. You know, you want to make sure you're getting all the shots that they're mm -hmm. hoping you get. But you can have a list of things to check off to know that you're getting those things. You know, something that's happening live in a, in a, in a moment, you know, with sports, there's multiple moments um, where you don't have another opportunity to get that picture or to reset up a picture if something, if your exposure is off or your focus was off. And there have been times where I've taken pictures where um, I remember there was a softball game where I would have had probably my best ever photograph um, of one of the softball players making a diving catch out in the center field, but my focus was off just enough and I just ended up deleting the picture because it would have made me very sad. Yeah. <laughs> because that would have been probably one of my best pictures that I had ever taken. Uh, I, I've said this before. Again, um, I'm, I'm broken record on here, but I've, some of the coolest stuff I've ever done, I can't show. Yeah. Yep. Um, at least I got it, though. Right. <laughs> Um, one one thing also that that you're kind of you're kind of a minority yeah right now there's way more um, very very talented I I would say in 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 like your league mm -hmm. there's way more women photographers in in you know kind of what tier that you're in right. than there are are male photographers in this area yes. um, so how how kind of is it to 
if you want to be artistic and do some really cool shots, um, you need models, mm-hmm. right? And it's sometimes hard, I think, for a, uh, a male photographer to get models because they're they're like, what is? I don't want to go right. to a photo shoot right. with this yep. guy, even though you're just trying to do some really cool yeah. shots. Absolutely. Um, like we had that you did that futuristic style yes. photo shoot yes. um, with 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 uh, Daphne yes. with like the glasses on. Glasses, so cool. And that was cool. That was and again, that was a concept that I was just trying from something else I had seen where you use a projector instead of using a regular background uh, or a regular backdrop. You use a projector with an image uh, on the background, and then you light it with colored lights and gels. And so I love doing that kind of work. And is this on the website? Do you know? It is not on the website. Okay. Actually, um, I was trying to figure out how to pull up a picture of that. I wasn't able to get it to, to show up for me. Uh. Yeah, no, it's one of my one of my favorite um, shoots. Um, actually, you know what? If you go to client.petermangles.com, it's in the gallery on there. Keep talking, Pete. So, so the way it works is you use a, a, a projector to project onto the background instead of a regular backdrop. So you could do an image of a, a, a city. You could do just an abstract image, and uh, then you can light it with your lights, and um, then you're able to put pretty much Peter any client.petermangles.com. Oh, it's not showing up. That's weird. Technology. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, and, and we had done this futuristic style uh, shoot, and I had never done anything like it before. And it was really, really cool because uh, it definitely had that futuristic vibe, kind of like a, a cyberpunk ish type look to it. And uh, it, it turned out really well, especially for something that you hadn't done before. I, I'm sure you may have experienced this in the past where you don't know. Um, if uh, something's going to work the way you think it does, and when it actually does work the way you think it does, then it's an awesome feeling. For sure. <laughs> this, uh, I just had uh, I just had Kate Martell on, and uh, that was kind of the the whole theme of that filming that that short film right. was. It just kind of happened. Yep. Stuff just fell into place. This the heavens opened. <laughs> um, but you are you are also a very very talented portrait photographer. Um, and we just worked on a project for charity, uh, in the library yes. where, cause, cause in the past I've done holiday videos and, um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Pete actually has his studio right now. Um, he uses the GVM studio space. Yes. Um, which for is studio. awesome. Yeah. I've never had a space like that to be able to <laughs> utilize, especially with ceilings high enough where I can put lights up and, and being able to have that ability to set something up like that is great yeah because you really want to dive into yes. dive into um, more portrait and, and artistic style photography yes um, along with what you do you know Typical with headshots and yep. family and yes along with the sports sports that aren't anything i ever see myself giving up because i love that and <laughs> i want to expand more so on what i'm able to offer and i think having a studio space definitely um is beneficial in that regard because you can have your lighting set up and do different things where you're not able to, um, usually, you know, I used to set things up in my living room. I remember taking, um, headshots in my living room for people and (laughs) it's just kind of a, an awkward, uh, awkward thing, I guess for me anyway, to have people come to your house and go and do pictures in your living room. No, it is. And I think, um, I mean, I've talked to that with with Jordan. I've talked to that with Amber about that, where they, you know, it's best when a creator, no matter what kind of creator they are, it's best when you can have your own separate space. Right. 
um, outside of it because I, I tried working from home when I first started this company and it just didn't work out. No. I kept getting distracted. Uh, I couldn't have clients over cause I was all the way up in like our bedroom <laughs> off side room where there's office. Right. Um, and I'm like, I can't do this. I need a space and I get way more work done. Um, because I can also treat it like I'm going to work. Right. Right. Yes. Where it's not like I wake up and I sit down at home. And I've heard that before. I've heard that, you know, you need to have a space where um, you can separate your work life from your personal life. And it makes things so much better, I think, for everyone, because um, when you're home, you're home. Yep. And when you're at work, you're at work. And, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like photographers like Amber, she has a, a studio in um, Andover, Jordan. Uh, she used to have a studio in Sio, but she does mostly everything either in the client's house or outside which now. is a really yeah cool thing to do i think too and that's something that is is really niche also yeah and, and zeravai is in businesses or outside so the outside is their set you know yes. it's their yep. it's their studio um and now you have the space up here that you can utilize which is amazing but these these photos that um we did is because I normally do a holiday video every year and I just didn't, I was so busy this year nonstop that I just didn't have time to get to it. Um, but I love doing something charitable around the holidays and I like called you and I was like, Hey, I have this idea (laughs) that, um, that, that cause you're still, you're trying to branch out more because you kind of took a little, uh, a leeway from you know because you, your kids be young right. so you're raising yep. your kids up yep. um now they're getting older you're gonna you want to get Try back and get into involved more again yes um so i'm like i have an idea let's have uh holiday portraits for like a dirt cheap price you're not gonna make any money yeah and it's all gonna go to charity and you're like yes let's do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you came over, we had a talk and we were thinking about doing it in the studio, but we thought that it might be hard for, you know, people to get up the stairs, um, because we wanted to, we wanted to invite all the families and you might have, you know, grandma, grandpa, um, who might not be able to be as mobile as, as, so we're like, I was like, let's try the library. Right. You're like, oh, that's a good idea. And we called Nick, yeah. and yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And, and I couldn't imagine it going any better than the way it did. I think Could've, it was awesome. And and that's one of those things where, like, when we went over to look, you know, that day and and mm-hmm. and you know, do those test shots that you teased on Facebook. Yeah, the visualization that you get when you're trying to figure something out, and then to actually be able to, you know, have it turn out the way you're kind of hoping yeah. that it will turn out again is just it's awesome because you know just. Being in the library itself is it's such majestic. a unique place, yeah. and not only the county, but in the whole you know area. I, mm-hmm. You know, coming from Ellenville, we had a, a smaller library than what we have here, and so being able to show off how majestic our library is, I think, is is important because not every town or village has something that special, and not only you know the library itself and the woodwork and the history behind it. You know, it has the Symmetry. auditorium and everything is is just you know it's. We're lucky to have that here. Can I tell you, and if you look at my my social media pages, you you can see for yourself, but I've been kind of obsessed with that building lately for the yes. past month. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's easy to see why. It's easy to see why for sure. Um, but people came in and, and there was... So we wanted, we kept it at a price that was like, it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. And, and um, it was suggested. So, and, it was suggested. And, it, and if you, you know, weren't able to, that's, that's fine. You know, we're, exactly. we were there to be able to give people a chance to get Christmas portraits. I don't know how mm-hmm. many people, I had several people tell me that this was the first time they actually had family, family portraits, portraits done, done. Mm-hmm. and to be able to have it done in the library to them, you know, was yeah. special. When, when John Anderson came in, he's like, these are, these are like 
$1,200 sessions <laughs> yeah. that you're giving away for $20. What are you thinking? <laughs> We're like, it's right. all for charity. Exactly. But that's the reason. And and I remember there's just three or four families that, like yeah. you said, they're like, we've never been able to have any family portraits done just yeah. because, you know, um, the cost is so high. And then it, it went to charity. People got to see the library who might right. not normally go in. I did have someone come in that told me they had never been in there before. Really? Which was strange because, I mean, you think of, yeah. You know, People, you know, would at least be in there once, but there was a person who was in there who's never been in there before. They live, they live here locally, but yeah. they have never been in there before, and they they were amazed at you know what it looked like. And we had a couple, um, we had a couple people that came with another group who left and came back with a different group, <laughs> just yes. because they loved it so much. Yep. They came back, they paid again, yep. and they went on, um, which was really cool. There was some people that that there was some grandparents yes. who just wanted pics of their grandkid. Yeah, yep. and so it was just there. We're like, they, you're they not getting just, in there. The and they're like, oh yeah. no, we just want we just want pictures of them. Yep. Um, but this 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 is this was top notch. Yeah, right no, here, this I, photo with the baby. I, I this was the, I love that baby. This was the <laughs> cutest baby. I think I and I have my own kids, so I can be. And I've, biased, I've tried but. taking newborn pictures in the past. And yeah, it's just not my thing, and that's fine because mm-hmm. there are so many other better photographers who do newborn pictures who I don't have the patience Amber. of doing, <laughs> doing newborn photos. Um, but this baby was so chill. I could take newborn pictures of that baby all day long all because day. of how easy that baby was. I could stand behind. So one of the things is I would stand behind Pete and I'd dance behind him to get some of the kids to laugh. And I'd say 90% of the time it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but that baby, as soon as she walked in, yep. she was just giving me smiles. And yep. It was so cute. Um, but these photos turned out incredible. And Thank you. all week since we've done this, I've been having people, are you doing this next year? Are you doing this next year? Are you doing this next year? <laughs> Why didn't we hear about this? <laughs> uh, well, that's how you know, I guess, that people liked what you did because, yeah. um, I mean. Well, this went viral. This yes. went Allegheny County viral. Um, I call awesome. I call anything like five to 10,000 reach Allegheny County viral. And this went that's Allegheny awesome. County viral. That's awesome. Uh, I, think it's at, I think it's actually at like 13,000 reach right now. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. Um, we can actually see. Hold on. Keep talking, Pete. Yeah. Uh, so, Pete, question. Um, what's your favorite style of photography and why i know you do sports photography but what's your favorite style my favorite style of photography i don't know that i have one style of photography that i like i think i look you know being as a sports photographer i look into those um types of you know different sports photographers like scott kelby um peter reed miller uh fantastic sports photographer just to get ideas you know to see how I compare to what they're doing and try and get ideas for different types of uh, ways to go about trying to capture a picture yeah um I also like looking at uh, like Annie Leibovitz her photos that she does like she's done the past for like Vogue or like Rolling Stone like when she was doing those types of pictures I'm I I like uh, her style of photography um and getting ideas for lighting and the way she lights her images uh, mm-hmm. or the way she edits her images um but i think it's just uh just looking at everything everyone's work in you know general from you know even the people around you um just to try and get an idea of what what everyone's style is and just appreciating the style that everyone has on wow. their own because everyone has such a different look um but I think, yeah, just looking, uh, just looking for just inspiration all over the place. I, I Annie Leibovitz, Peter Reed Miller, Scott Kelby, you know, people that I, you know, real brand name, I guess, type photographers. But mm-hmm. um, 
really anyone in general. Like I'll see a picture. Of course, Peter McKinnon. You know, I was about to say, I was course, like, where's Peter McKinnon at, man? Of course, Peter McKinnon. <laughs> and, and you know, and that's part of the thing is you know he's you know that Instagram based you know yeah. type photographer. And and uh, I'm not a big Instagram person. I'm not yep. a big social media person. Which I know I'm not in. You know, I need I, to be. For I the, yell at for you the, about that for the work the that I do. I really need to be. Um, but, <laughs> I'm like know, Pete. I, you need to share those photos <laughs> on your page. You're like, I, I'll get to it. <laughs> I just, I'm not. And that's part of my issue has always been. And even when I was an assistant photographer for Kaylin Butane for shooting weddings, and we would have this discussion and this conversation many times, um, you know, she'd tell me to share my work and share my images. And it's, and, and she understood too, because um, she was kind of the same way, but uh, she would tell me, yeah, like you, it's weird, but you have to self-promote and mm-hmm. you have to be able to um, let people see what you're able to offer. Otherwise, you're not going to know you exist. Yeah. I keep going back to the to the to the three ladies there, but they're masters at that. Mm-hmm. Jordan, um, Amherst, Aravaya, they they put themselves out every day, multiple times a day. They're sharing their work with what they do. Right. Um, and it really works. I mean, because you're right. If people don't see your work, then they're not going to see who you are. Yes. Yep. Um and I, I've said that I've gotten so many jobs just with my own personal family videos because I share them to my page and, right. and people you never it. know who's going to yes. see it or who's going to get yep. shared to. Well, and again, I went back to, you know, the way I got the job with Alpha University is, you know, just because I filled in for Paul Janice yeah. that week and, you know, the right people saw my work and were interested. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I think part of it was also, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the kids and being around them, mm-hmm. um, I've always been involved with them and what they, their interests are and what they've been doing. You dadded hard. Coaching their baseball teams, <laughs> all three of the kids, you know, doing little league this past year, I coached three different, you know, baseball teams as well as being on the little league board, um, which I, I enjoy doing. And, um, and then, uh, you know, I took a break this year, but, uh, I always, you know, I, I look forward to that and being able to help them with their theater programs are involved with, with mm-hmm. Heidi studio or, or dance or, you know, I, I kind of didn't want to get bogged down with some of this other stuff either because right. I wanted to be available for them. I know I turned you down for jobs a couple of times because turned of, me down multiple because times. of, because of stuff the kids are involved in, right. you know, here plays or, uh, it's you funny. know, and call you, I'm like, and, Hey, I'm going to be traveling to this spot and we need a photographer <laughs> and it's, it's like a very nice paying job. And you're like, ah, yep. I have a baseball game. Well, like <laughs> you told me, you said, how much do they pay you? Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I very, you know, I look forward to, you know, being able to expand, you know, what I'm doing mm-hmm. and try and, and, and get an experience of, uh, being able to offer some more jobs now or being yeah. able to offer my services more now and get some other jobs that I haven't taken in the past. And, and I completely agree with you about family. Family always comes first. Um, we've talked about this the three tiers. I remember here. the one, the one that you offered me, it was Owen's 10th birthday. And I'm like, I can't miss his 10th birthday. I got to be there for his 10th birthday. birthday. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, when, how old is he now? He is, he's 12. He'll be 13 okay. next year. I think the biggest one that you turned down was this year. Yeah. Uh, back in May, we're at Catskills Cuisine yes. with all the Food yes. Network yes. stars. Yep. <laughs> and that was And rape. that would have been neat because I would have been back, you know, towards my old stomping grounds too yep. from where I grew in up. Sullivan County. And uh, I actually, I did shoot a wedding down in uh, Sullivan mm-hmm. County though. The very last wedding that I shot with Kaylin Butane, who okay. was the person I did uh, wedding photography with before she moved south to Tennessee. Um, it was, it was you know, I guess poetic in the sense where the last wedding that I shot with her was where I grew up as a kid in the yeah. Same area, and that was you know downstate, and, and so that was that was kind of fun. I, I ended up grabbing uh, uh, 
Travis and Carol Kane from from Brave World Media. They're out in um, Corning, and they do an amazing job. But but I could have had Pete. <laughs> could have had Pete Mangles. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I think they're going to have it again this year. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to have any involvement, but I think they're going to. Um, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you are very you you are very talented, and um, I do hope that you you know you get you get your foot back in the door, and um, people can 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 start utilizing more. Just so people know, um, for the most part, um, any still photography that's coming out, Pete is going to be working. Um, for clients that have already had, Pete's going to be working under Genesee Valley Media as my my still photographer. Um, but he also has his own, he's his own person. Um, so he's a contractor. So you can just reach out if you want to do anything with Christmas. If you want to do any Christmas portraits, you can reach out to Pete directly. Right. Uh, right on your Pixie set, right? right. You can yeah, right on my website, actually. It just uh, You can go to my website, and there's contact form on there, and it will get sent right to my email. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, senior photos, headshots, um, any, if, even <clears throat> if you have... In the past, I've had people contact me about uh, taking pictures of their kids on the volleyball team, and they want yeah. pictures of their kid for the volleyball team, like, you know, that kind of thing as well. And, and uh, I love doing sports. I love doing action, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy doing portraits or you yeah. know, those kinds of regular traditional type shoots, too. Yeah, I think your lighting, um, your your lighting is one of your your best qualities. I enjoy lighting. <laughs> I do enjoy lighting. A yes. lot of photographers love using uh, natural light. Yes, natural light, and they're not, you know, they they kind of any photographers, not just just local ones, but they kind of poo poo on on you know the the studio style right. lighting, um, but you embrace it. I do, and I think part of that, again, is trying to separate myself from the other people in the area, you yep. know, and being able to stand out in a way that's different from what yep. other people are offering. And so, yeah, I enjoy the natural lighting. Also, I'll use natural lighting, too. Um, but being able to have control of your light mm-hmm. is, I think, you know, fun because you get to do some unique portraits and unique yeah. looks. And so um, using, I, I enjoy using gels for my lighting. Um, I, I enjoy... Don't need gels anymore. They're RGB That's now. right. There's, well, <laughs> if you're using studio lights, yeah. you still need gels. But if video you're using lights video lights, you can use RGB. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy being able to um, try and figure out a way to offer something that's unique and different mm-hmm. um, than what other people offer in the area. And I think, you know, when I do the sports, like some of the uh, different programs where I'm taking portraits of just, you know, the kids, you know, in their sports uniform, it's not just the regular, you know, same type of picture, I try and think of a way where I can bring out a little bit more. And so using gels in the background to try and, um, you know, make the picture stand out compared to what other other photographers generally do. Um, Composites are becoming a new thing. I've kind of looked into composites using like a green screen and taking pictures um, and then cutting people out. And I actually had, you know, a couple of years ago, someone asked me, they thought the one picture that I took where I used um, a gel on the background, they thought that that was a composited image because they had a kid who wasn't there. They wanted to get a picture of that person and they were going to do it themselves. And they asked for the template for that. And I said, well, that was, that was all in camera. That was, that was not neat. a template. <laughs> so they were surprised. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we are, this, this area is so stacked with creator talent. Like th- yeah. just, just in a 20 mile radius. Oh, absolutely. We are so stacked with creator talent. Um, there's, there's top tier photographers, there's, there's, uh, videographers, there's writers, there's artists. Um, uh, Sydney Gallo is an incredible, like just hand drawn, painted, whatever it may right. be. Artist. She works at, uh, Walker Metalsmiths. Um, she's one of their, their, uh, 
they're metalsmiths. Oh, okay. <laughs> doing, doing, uh, but she designs a lot of the stuff. Um, and it's unique and different. And her art, it just like jumps out of the page. Um, and that's why we have the, the Allegheny Artisan Tour, of course. But, but yeah, I mean, our area is stacked. It is. With creators. It is. Um, and you wouldn't, you would never guess it no. because we're, well, we're in the Western New York wilds, so, you right. know, we're, this is a wild it's a area. rural area. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that. No, no. Um, so it's really exciting, um, just being a part of that and seeing everything expand and, and seeing the different styles right. that everybody has. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, as I mentioned, being able to stand out from what other people offer, mm-hmm. but you can still offer something similarly, but also be different at the same time where you can have, you know, your own yep. style of going about lighting something. So even if someone else is using, you know, studio lights, maybe the way they light it is a little bit different than how I light it. Yeah. And, and I was, uh, Jordan and I talked about this. There's also a synergy between right. all the creators yes. because if I can't do something, I'll send it to someone else. Absolutely. Um, I get asked if I can do sports any sports stills i'll send them to you right if i get asked someone really wants like a wedding or um you know baby portraits i'll send them to either jordan for the baby and, and weddings to jordan and and uh all, all the other ones and, and amber and, yes. yep. or amber for the baby sorry but but we everybody has their own unique niche and i think that's i think everyone has kind of gotten to the point where they see that you know this is what i enjoy doing and i'm going to do this and yep. this photographer is really good at doing this so we'll let them do that you know yeah. and so and i think you know it um it, it it's neat because we do kind of i've sent people you know to different photographers as well um based on you know hey i want to have newborn pictures done i'm like i really don't want to do newborns so right. this is a really good person exactly. where you can do newborn photos with and they do a great job and you'll definitely be happy with with amber or or jordan or whoever and more often than not they return the favor yes um yes. i know that that amber sent me people jordan sent me people because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily do the style of marketing video right um that that i do because that's my niche is is marketing and, and travel and tourism right um but pete it has been amazing having you on is there anything that you'd like to say while we're on here to anybody merry christmas Oh, it is. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And we're getting there. <laughs> I think this is actually, I'm going to try to like rush turnaround this for today. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Because um, cause I was going to do another one, but they uh, had to reschedule. So I call um, again. I'll call like, hey, in Pete. That, in, that, in that case, Pet Pictures with Santa, Saturday, oh, December yeah. 9th. Yep. And that will be from 10 until 3 p.m. at the Wellesley Elementary School. Folks can come on out. And the money from that all goes to the SPCA serving Allegheny County. And they're actually the ones that I'm going to be doing the podcast with Aha. next week. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> um, but Pete, thank you very much. Uh, you're incredibly talented. Thank you. And uh, I enjoy working with you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the endings are always the lot. Yeah.